I'm a grind and What's up everybody, my name is Sid, and I've teamed up with the big homie Reg to bring y'all something new, something we like to call Beyond the Scoreboard. Y'all be sure to review, rate, and subscribe. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Beyond the Scoreboard. As always, y'all know me, I'm Sid. What's going on, Reg? Sid, what's up, baby? Ready to get this therapy session in, in uh, going, man. It's been a while. It's been I know, a while. right? Had had to dust off the microphone, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, the last time we talked, we were heading into the draft. We did our mock drafts uh, for the first round, which didn't go uh, quite as either of us uh, expected it or planned it to go. Yours was so much better than mine. Though. Yours <laughs> was way more consistent than mine. Uh, so now here post draft. Now we get a full look at what teams probably going to be looking like going into the season. Now, now we have a full picture. Um, so let's start off by let's start off by discussing discussing who you feel had the best draft. Best draft. So I'm real big on ranking players and teams' needs, and I felt like the Jets hit home runs in the draft. Man, they were able to. We know Sam Donald left. They was able to get Zach Wilson in. Then they turned around and got Vea Tucker, one of the most valuable tackles in all of the draft. They was able to get both of those guys. And then even in the second round, they walked away with Elijah Moore, who I believe the upside is the seal is, you know, beyond the ceiling for this kid, yeah. man. So you're looking at three people that was picked it, and all these guys were ranked top 26 in just about everybody's uh draft classes. They all was ranked anywhere from as high as all three being top 15, but in no uh, grade that I've seen, nobody had neither one of these players below 26. So oh. to get three guys, yeah, so to get three guys, and I mean, throw, that, throw the rankings out the window. We, we know that, you know, Tucker is one of the best tackles. Wilson was one of the best quarterbacks. And I'm not sure if the world knows who Elijah Moore is, but being from Ole Miss, it looked like A.J. Brown all over again for me with him, man. He's very explosive, got great hands. Uh, he, he's good after the catch as well. So uh, I, I feel like the Jets knocked it out of the park. All right. So interesting enough. Like, so when I look at it and I'll be like, man, who had the best draft? I try to look outside of the teams who pick in the top five. Yeah, because it's hard for them to mess them up. To be able yeah. To, yeah, yeah, it's hard yeah. for you to mess that up. So mm -hmm. when I look at it, the uh, team that caught my eye is a team that plays within our division, which is the Carolina Panthers. Oh, they had a great draft. Yeah. So I, me and you had a discussion about, you know, how they were going to move forward with Sam Darnold or if they were going to end up taking another quarterback or, you know, what was going to happen with Teddy. We saw Teddy <laughs> get moved. Um, but there was still a lot of speculation with, hey, they might not be sold on Sam Darnold. They might still go quarterback. Mm -hmm. Um. They did end up picking up Sam Donald's uh, fifth-year option after mm -hmm. uh, the first round of the draft, after they yeah. made they, their first selection, <laughs> which was J.C. Horn, which right. is somebody I know the New Orleans Saints were looking to get into the top ten to pick yep. um, and definitely filled a, a big need for them on defense. Mm -hmm. um, then they were able to turn around and get Terrence Marshall Jr. out of LSU, yep. which was a steal. Very that, underrated, yeah. Uh, yeah. A steal is, yeah, a very underrated guy, man. Which is a steal at that point. And after um, 
which which one of their receivers did they lose this year? Curtis Samuel is the one that they lost. They did. Went to Washington. Yeah. So after losing Curtis Samuel, you know, you gotta you gotta get another playmaker in there. And I think mm-hmm. Terrence Marshall can absolutely be that for them. Yep. Um their first third round pick <clears throat> their first third round pick, they turned around and addressed their uh offensive tackle position. Mm-hmm. They turned around and took the tight end out of Notre Dame, uh Tommy Trimble, which mm-hmm. is another position that they had to get somebody else in there for. And I think that he's gonna be able to to be a decent uh tight end. Um, another steal for me is who they took in the fourth round, which is a player we didn't see last year. So it was a lot of out of sight, out of mind. Chubba Hubbard, mm-hmm. the running back out of Oklahoma mm-hmm. State, who last last seen was one yeah. of the best running backs Locked in the country. <laughs> so just their, their their first four rounds. I mean, they still came back and got a guard out of Alabama, which it's Alabama. It's a player out of Alabama, so <laughs> they back up. Be able to count on that player right. going forward. Um, so Carolina did a great job to me uh, within this draft. I know we talked about them uh, early in the offseason about the lack of moves or the players that they were losing through free agency, but I mm. think they did a good job of, of gaining some of that ground back throughout the draft. Yeah, I think they they would definitely be in my top five uh, for as drafting uh, goes this, this season. So we know uh, about drafts, but now let's look at it as a whole. Who do you think uh, one off season, and that's signing a combination of signing free agents, re-signing players, and drafting. Who would be the team for you? The team. <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie. When when free agency first kicked off, you know we were all where well, I was all over uh, New England for the moves that they were making. Um, they also had a great draft class on the slip. Everything outside of Mac Jones, I like. Yeah, and I also gave a lot of praise to. Tampa Bay just because they they brought back everybody. Yeah. <laughs> they brought back first everybody. time ever. That's yeah. first time ever that has happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But to me, the Kansas City Chiefs still ended up winning this offseason. We're talking about a team who went into the season with an offensive line that wasn't the same from the, the last Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then throughout the season, losing pieces, especially, you know, going into the Super Bowl, they were down at that point with three offensive linemen that were starters. You're right. Um, some of that injury, we had, they had one opt out, which they're going to get him back uh, this season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but so Kansas City looked at it and they said, look, we're going to revamp this whole offensive line. Uh, yeah. these, Mike, Mike, uh, Mr. Schwartz, he keeps getting injured. Look, we can't keep him around. Uh, <laughs> Who was the other one? Eric Fisher. Uh, yeah. and I want to say they part of way. They he part got of paid, Eric he got paid good, too. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see him getting almost $10 million for a one-year deal, but yeah, yeah. he got paid good. He's, he's somebody else that they felt like, look, we can't keep relying on this right. guy. Mm-hmm. So what did they do? They went out and they they signed the best offensive lineman in free agency in Joe Thune. They yep. went, they paid him five Home years, $80 million. We're going we to bring him. Um... They brought in Kyle Long. They got Kyle Long out of retirement. Hey, look, you know, you want to play? Come, come play for us. Come right. come guard the most valuable possession in football right now. <laughs> uh, they, they signed Austin Blight. They, they got a new mm-hmm. center. Like, these yeah. Mike Rimmers. And then, to top it off, we don't need our first-round pick. Like, we're picking. Like, what are we going to get at this position? Yeah. Give us Orlando Brown. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, <laughs> like, give yeah. us Orlando Brown. Give us a player that in this draft would be a top pick. 
Like all day long. Exactly. So they were able to go in and revamp their entire offensive line, which is exactly what they needed to do. Yep. They didn't lose much this offseason. They lost Sammy Watkins. Um, you know, I yeah. <laughs> the potential for Sammy Watkins is there, but he's he hasn't been anything near what he once was. Uh, but they replaced they brought in Demarcus Robinson and Tajay Sharp, who yep. you can argue are better fits for what they want to do anyway. Yeah. Uh, with their passing game. They mm-hmm. brought in Jared McKinnon, who is gonna give them a lot out of the backfield. Um, they brought in Taco Charlton, and then they added um Talk to Jerron Reed, the defensive tackle. They added another safety at Will Park. So just overall, they they didn't do too much. Their flashiest move was Joe Thune, which is the offensive guard, which you could a argue. Lot people, that's a, lot of people, a lot of people may not know who he is, but he's exactly. a monster. Yeah, he's a monster. That's one of the best free agents in this draft. I mean, in this in this uh, free agency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, they were, and they were able to show up an offensive line that we saw holes in for one reason or another last season. And mm-hmm. honestly, is what kept them from being able to win a Super Bowl. Very so true. I think the Kansas City Chiefs won this offseason at this point. And just to add on to that a little bit, it, it a lot of people look at names. Like, they, they look at the the um, how popular this, this player may be, a well-known, whatever you want to say, you feel like just because a team got them, then, oh, this team did good in free agency. But I like the fact that you kind of see it a little different you look at teams' needs, what kept them from being great, things yeah. of that nature. But the one thing that I like about all the offensive players that Kansas City got to reveal a line is Andy Reid is there to, to co-sign on it. This is somebody yeah. who's been putting together offenses forever. Offenses have always excelled. Uh, the Chiefs broke all type of records uh, the year that they did win the Super Bowl. And this is a team that I think a lot of people just look at it like, oh, well, they, well they're known for winning now. But even in the games that they won in the playoffs and things of that nature, this teams that have shown that they could come back from 10-plus points and still win a game by 10-plus points. Exactly. So, you know, if Andy Reid feels comfortable with it, it's almost like the Sean Payton uh, situation. Anything that he feels uh, that he needs to sign on offense, who am I to, to, to go yeah. against him at this point? So, yeah, the Chiefs definitely uh, capitalize on all their um, – their lacks offensively, and you know I'm real big on that. I feel like team needs should always come before this popular player. Absolutely. So the Chiefs definitely hit it off. Uh, my team that I took is the Browns, a uh, oh. team that, you, that you're that you big on. So like we discussed in the past, the only thing I didn't like about the Browns was their secondary. You know, um, Denzel Ward is in the making to be a, a extremely great corner in this league. Uh, he is, man, he's just about what, you know, everything you want in a, a, a young corner. Speed, uh, he has acceleration, he plays the ball, he doesn't get penalized a lot, and you can trust him on number one receivers. Well, the only thing that kept them from going over the top as a team last year, once their quarterback got off, once Baker Mayfield found his rhythm, was the secondary would give up big plays. And I said, in order to go forward, either they have to do two things. They have to go out and get another good corner. They went out and got, to me, two good corners. Um, they got, um, they signed Troy from Hill. the Rams. Troy, yeah, uh, they, they got Troy, uh, from the, Troy Hill from the Rams. And then they went out and drafted Craig Newsom uh, in his draft. Do you understand how much depth that is for a team that's already loaded? That is a lot. Then they get uh, Greedy Williams back. So, 
that's a pretty tight corner situation to have, man, in Cleveland. Yeah. And then you say, well, what made our defense fall apart? Because that's what was working for them last year was defense. And you say, well, we stopped being able to get to the quarterback. How do we stop being able to get to the quarterback? Miles Garrett, who was defensive player of the year to me before COVID, he got he tested positive. And when he came back, he just was never the same. Before COVID, this dude was defensive player of the year to me. Well, you go out and you get Clowney to, pe- to pair with him. So yeah. if I like what the Cardinals did with getting Chandler Jones back healthy and signing J.J. Watt, I absolutely love uh, uh, Miles Garrett coming back full offseason, no COVID, mixed with uh, Javon Clowney coming back uh, yeah. healthy this year as well. I really think the Browns have done all. They added uh, – Another receiver. I'm not sure if he was really needed at the, at this point uh, in the draft. Uh, and I, I saw he had a little upside to him and things of that nature. But just the guys that they were able to sign on the defensive side of the ball, I mean, it, it made me love it. Then they went they went out and got uh, Malik Jackson as well. They got Anthony Walker from the coach who was coming off probably his best year in the league. That's some pretty solid veteran players to have in, um, you know, in Cleveland. Even in safety position, they got John Johnson from the Rams who's known for being a starter, um, who won't. And, and then you you say these guys are coming from one scheme with the Rams and just coming straight over to this one. It's not that many big adjustments. Um, they both play a little man. They both play a little 3-4. And they both got uh, good D-lines that get after the quarterback fast. So it's just going to make their jobs easier. But I really like the, the Browns, a team that pushed the Kansas City Chiefs last year in the playoffs. Um, I, I like them coming into this into this year. And I, once again, you already know that I'm high on Cleveland. Uh, and mm-hmm. I felt a lot about them like I did about uh, the Patriots last season. There was, with the Patriots, it was a lot of COVID opt-outs that kept them from looking like the team they could have. Like, they went, what, 7-9 last year with a lot of games mm-hmm. that could have easily yeah. went the other way. They could have yep. easily been 9-7, and 10-6. and six. Mm-hmm. Uh, And that's because of a whole lot of COVID opt-outs. They, were, they lost a lot of players on defense. Well, with Cleveland... They started off that year with a lot of injuries, especially in their secondary. Uh, Greedy Williams missing a lot of games. Denzel Ward missing some games. Grant Delpit never saw the field. That's field, the number, yeah. one, number one pick I last year. I forgot all about him. And, I forgot and, all about him, bro, until you brought him up never, last year. And he was never able to even see the field. Yep. So you're getting all those guys back already like that. But then, yep. like you say, you add Clowney, you add Tack McKinley, you lose Larry uh, Ogunjobi. Mm-hmm. And he tackled, but you replace him with Malik Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, that's you, no drop off. You able to keep Rashard Higgins, who I thought was going to go out there and actually get paid. Eh? Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that's that's a guy that can uh, really be uh, counted sure. on. That's somebody yeah. you could depend on, and you getting OBJ back. Yep. So yeah, I definitely love what they've been able to uh, yeah. add to a team that's that was and already you know, in the position. And you know what they run game going to give you exactly. Yeah. So it's exactly. off to the races. So anytime there's some positivity and there's some teams we like, it have to be a team that has went down and we don't like. So we started off with the draft, the good. So now let's talk about the ugly. What team had the worst draft to you this year? And you know what? When we talked about doing that, I said I I, I looked at it and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna do it a little differently. I'm gonna I'm not gonna say what team had the worst draft. You okay. know what? I am. First, I am going to give you a team, just because that's what we discussed. I'm going to give you a team that had one of the worst drafts, and it's the New Orleans Saints. It's us. And it's not – I can't knock the players that we drafted. It's just 
we never got into a position to capitalize on what it looked like we really wanted to get going into the draft. Yeah. Uh, first round, everybody knew cornerback, wide receiver. We end up taking a, a, um, a, a defensive end with a second round grade. Um, a position that's not really even a need for us at this point, uh, especially after rolling the dice and moving up to take Marcus Davenport uh, just a few seasons ago. Um, second round, we turn around and we got a linebacker. I do love uh, the Adebo uh, draft in the third round, but uh, Ian Book in the fourth round at quarterback, quarterback out of Notre Dame, that's not something yeah, I really care for. That's not, yeah, you know. Yeah. So it, we had a bad draft. It's not because we picked bad players. It's just we didn't get the breaks that we needed in order to, you know, really make it uh, a good draft. So who do you have? Because I I do want to point out some teams that just made bad decisions, like single picks that I felt were. Yeah. They had a couple teams like that with me, too, that that had certain picks. Oh, their whole draft class was like, damn, what direction they going in? Yeah. But me and you, we really don't agree a lot, which made us say, we need to put this on. We need to air this, man, right? Because you have some good – it's not that you're – neither one of our material be bad. It's just we think so differently sometimes. But one thing I have noticed is whenever we agree on something, it's really that bad or it's really that good. In this case, it's that bad. I also went with the New Orleans Saints. (laughs) (laughs) Bruh. (laughs) Bruh. So the first pick, like, set the tone for everything, right? And I was just like, wow. Like, I knew a little bit about, about Dude, but I didn't know a lot about him. Uh, everything that I saw with him had him going mid-second round, and that was the highest. Yeah. The most realistic thing, situations for him, of course, his draft was going to go. They had him going pretty pretty low in the in the second round um, to, you know, maybe the top, the, the last 10 teams choosing. But Peyton Turner the, in the first round, like you said, we just lost with Trey. So it's kind of like I get it. We have to be able to get to the quarterback. We just experienced what it costs to trade up to get a guy, and it doesn't pan out in in a Davenport. So basically, we're banking this season on the productivity of Peyton Turner early and Davenport, who we moved up to get. So even Cam Jordan, his rookie year, he didn't have this great impact. Like, we knew he was on the field, but he wasn't just creaming the prop. So you have to expect Peyton Turner to be – Similar to Cam's year or less or or contribute less because maybe he won't even get full playing time because Davenport is more than likely going to beat him out of that rotation spot. And I was just about to say he even in college, he seemed to have been a rotation player like he Mm -hmm. wasn't. A full time, you know, he's always out there. He's a rotation piece. And and, And it's hard. I mean. It makes the pick even worse if that's what Sean Payton is expecting out of him. You know, like, like you, he's the first round pick. We need him on the field all the time right. if that's what you're going to, you know, if that's what you're going to go with. But then also, if that's what you're going with, then what are you doing with Marcus Davenport? Yep. Unless you're telling me Cam is about to get his hands on some guards and centers playing yeah. in tackle, which that's not even a good look for Cam. Uh, for the majority of the game, which brings us to the second guy, Pete Warner, a guy who I know a little bit about. He's not explosive. He's not the type of linebacker that I like, but I think this was a pick that said, hey, we're so thin at the linebacker position. There's no way we could turn our head once again 
and not take a linebacker. Now, given said, if in, within the right system, I think he can he can be averaged and fill in roles of a Anzalone who has left us. I, I yeah. definitely think he'll be able to do that. Am I looking forward to it? No, especially just seeing what Quan Alexander gave us in the same role last season before the injury. Uh, however, we so thin at that position, you had to. You had to take a backup. See, and my thing about that pick is, once again, I trust the front office. If they telling me this is what's best, this is what's best. But there was a lot of talk about Jabril Cox out of LSU mm-hmm. uh, being drafted right there, who was still available at yep. that point. Mm-hmm. Um, Warner is a, a much a much more traditional linebacker. inside linebacker. Yep. Um like you say, he's not he's not one of these super athletic. You know, he's going to be in the right place, right time. He's right going to secure time, the yeah. tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, they see some upside in that that we're not seeing at this point. Because once again, if you really want to, like, you love to bake on upside. I think the bigger upside was with a Jabril Cox, mm-hmm. uh, a, a linebacker, and that's the same thing with Turner, uh, Peyton Turner. Um, I looked at Gregory. Uh, I never know how to say his last name, but the defensive end out of Miami we talked yeah. about. Mm-hmm. That's who I thought was going to be the pick there. If we're going yeah. defensive end, that's the guy you want. Yeah. That's not the guy they went with. So that was both the first and second round. I'm looking at other guys, same position, but I'm looking at them to be taking yeah. a different guy. I got you. And that third round pick was the one that kind of shocked me once I read up on him, Paulson Adubo. Uh, I read up on him a little bit, and I was like, now this is a kid that – that kind of has some upside. So the first thing I saw was his own ball coverage, which I, I absolutely love. I love the CDBs play the ball once the ball is actually in the air. He does use his hands a lot for me. Uh, I think that's going to be a little bit interesting seeing uh, seeing him in the in NFL uh, trying to play that physical with guys that are route running. Yeah, you know, technicians out there. That's going to be a little challenging for me. But I honestly think like he walks into camp securing that outside. Uh, corner position opposite of Marshawn Lattimore at this point, unless you know we sign Richard Sherman as expected. I was to say, and, and I hope that's not the case. Yeah. I hope that, not yeah. because I don't believe. Like I say, this is the best pick to me yeah. out of our mm-hmm. draft. But like you say, this is still he's rough still. Like yeah. he, he rough around the edges. Richard definitely. Sherman is a perfect uh, yep. person to get I, in there and mentor him. Yep. You know to make so hopefully yep. Richard Sherman signing is coming soon and we can bet on that. Yeah. Um, like I say, I like him, but having him as our starter day one, that's that's murky water for me. Yeah, a lot of people had them uh, very similar in their games. And in fact, a lot of people had, uh, if the draft would happen last year, they had him going a lot sooner than what we got him in the third round. Yeah, uh, and ev- everything down from there to end. But I wasn't like heartbroken in the fourth round when we took the quarterback. I feel like third, fourth rounds are. Uh, uh, normally the round that teams will take chances on quarterback positions, knowing how important they are, seeing if they can get lucky to have there's some a kid there that they like. So I wasn't I wasn't pleased with it. He wasn't the guy that I wanted to take a chance uh, at or quarterback, um, but I understood the pick. Everything um, downside of that, I just had no interest in it. Um, but overall, I think that definitely gave us the worst. The worst uh, draft grade is, and I'm not even being hard because I'm a Saints fan. It's just you know what's at stake, and and, and I'm quite bad. sure that there is worse out there. But of course, us being Saints fans and us knowing exactly what was needed, what we were looking to be able to gain out of this draft, and, and once again, I'm not saying that the players are bad or going to be bad, 
I'm just saying for the needs that we had and yeah. what could have fell to us. Because yeah. um, like you say, taking taking Ian Book in the fourth round, they probably would have took a quarterback in the third round and got um, Mills or, uh, one, of one. or yeah. one of these other guys yeah. if they were able to actually get a cornerback or a good linebacker in the first round. But yeah. because they ended up just having to go with what they consider best available, and that being the defensive end, that shook everything else, you know, out yeah. in that manner. And you said you're not going to question Sean Payton. I'm going to question Sean Payton on, on these uh, on these first two picks, definitely. Uh, I give him leeway on offensive picks, not on the defensive picks. Uh, it's nothing I'm going to question him offensively, like nothing. I don't care whether it was a, a sign – undrafted receiver, whatever the case is, you tell me we still bring back Will Clapp. Hey, if Sean's bringing Will Clapp back, then Will Clapp on the team, bro. There's nothing we could do about yeah. it. But the defensive picks is kind of like we, we're not known for drafting these defensive studs like we are offensively. So Not um, studs, but when's the last time we've drafted a defensive bust, too, though? You know, um, like, it's been it's been a while. Well, um, I mean, come to mind, um, what was the backup from Illinois? Anthony, um, what was his first? Stephon Anthony? Stephon Anthony. Um, defensive. To this point, Davenport. Um, yeah, see, and I don't consider either one of those busts. Stephon Anthony, if you want to say he's a bust because he got taken in the first, technically in the first round, then you could roll with it. But he gave us two, well, his first year was rough, but his second year was something that we were looking like. We were like, oh, like he can actually be the answer at linebacker for us. And then that ended up dwindling down. But he had a great a great second year. I, yeah, it wasn't his first year. It was the second mm -hmm. year. We he got Curtis Lofton. I think it was Curtis Lofton who we got. A Kirk Morrison, one of the two, who we got to step into that role and, like, outplay him immediately. Lofton was there long before Stephon Anthony got there. It was one of them that came and I mean, stepped into that role at, in middle linebacker and, like, was top three in tackles, top five in tackles or something like that. But, I mean, Once to be Stephon Anthony was around for, what, four seasons? Three, three four seasons? Four. Mm -hmm. Like I said, he had a good one. But once again, if you want to and, – and, I mean – once again, he's a first-rounder. So, like I said, if you want to base him as a bust just off of he was a first-rounder, even though he was at the end of it, he still provided production for us. You know, like, no, he wasn't – he didn't end up being Fred Warner, but, yeah. but he wasn't – you know, he wasn't somebody that we can't even use this dude. Okay. And Marcus Davenport is the, the same for me. Like, if you want to consider him a bust because of what we gave up for him, which I never agreed with, you know, what we ended up giving up for him, then cool. But he's been he's been producing when he's been able to be out there. Um, and this is going to be his first opportunity at, at being uh, a full-time starter within our system as well. So I, I kind of yeah. hold off reservations on that. And, you know, I kind of hold off, you know, actually judging that pick as a bust at this point. I mean, you it's hard to draft, okay? There's no magic ball that's going to show you what these players is going to be. But, I mean, you can look back in that Stephon Anthony draft and see at least two or three other linebackers that was taken after him in the same position that, that panned out more. Because even after his uh, release from us, no team signed him back. I think it was like two years to, later, the Dolphins. 
he went to Miami right after we got rid of him. It was right afterwards, and he what went over there for a year, or half a year, yeah, got cut. Yeah, yeah. Found himself out of football, came back a mm-hmm. couple years later, then wound up finishing last year with us. I believe he was on our roster to finish off the year last year, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, but anyway, I mean that 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 just goes you know up and down as, as players come, but. Nick, I'll do a little research because I can't think of – I know they had a D-tackle not too long ago, but I have to do a little pulling from these yeah, last and couple just of years. Yeah, the last the – while we've been having these amazing drafts, which have been like the last – before this one, what, three? We had mm-hmm. three, three years amazing so, drafts. Yeah. So we went mm-hmm. four years without drafting a defensive bust. Even even these later round ones have But been- I think the only time that we really stepped up and went went hard in the early rounds was on Lattimore, if I'm not mistaken, on the defensive side of the ball. Because Trey was taking it. I'm sorry? I said Lattimore was the first rounder. That's what I'm saying. But we're yeah, talking but I'm about saying like even look, look at the, the later and that's what I was about. And that's what I was guys like that's that. what I was about to say. The third, fourth, fifth, we do good drafting defensive players, but whenever we take them early, I'm saying in the in our history, that's normally what don't work out with a Stanley Baptiste, right? That's just this is stuff off, off top yeah, of that was a long time ago. It, and, and it was, but I'm just saying, yeah. like that's a second round pick. First and second round picks is what you're gonna make your money on more. Than likely, that's who yeah. But then, but then you say Sheldon Rankins, you know who we just lost. He was a first round pick, but he wasn't a bus. Sheldon Rankins was yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He wasn't a bus. So and I have Stephon Anthony way worse than uh rank way worse than I have uh with Sheldon Rankins. No, I'm not saying that Sheldon Rankins was a bus. I'm saying that Sean Payton drafting a defensive tackle first round and it panning out. You know, yeah. So then, um, and we're gonna try to wrap it up. We we pushing. Uh, try to give you guys a short a short show. Uh, yeah, let me hurry up and, and and call out these teams just real quick. Jamar ahead. Chase to Cincinnati at five was a horrible pick to me. Protect your quarterback. Yeah, the best offensive tackle that, is still there. What I think you, that was something we both agreed on I'm when we were talking about. Drafting. Wanted to get him another playmaker who he's already comfortable with, but you yeah. got you got to protect the man, especially in that division. In Dallas. Trading back to get Michael Parsons, for, I agree with that. I if if the con- compensation that they got for moving back, exactly, a person in, in the division, division that come I on, didn't man, agree. come on, can you imagine what we would have charged Atlanta to do that, man? And then and then you get to see what um just what Chicago got. I mean, not Chicago. Who did Chicago trade with? Um, was it Philly? Did they? I think they. I can't, I can't remember who they traded with, but whoever they traded with, when you see the conversation that they got for yeah. their pick after yours, come on, yeah. man. Um, Jacksonville had one that I didn't agree with. Um, God, who was it? The Titans had a crazy draft. To Travis, uh, Travis Etony, the running back out the of running back, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, well, for one, running backs going that high. Isn't necessary most of the time, yeah. but more importantly, they they had the rookie from last year who balled same out. Player. Yeah, same player too. Um, so that was that was a bad yeah. pick for me too. So those were three for sure that I was looking like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um. So I mean, we can touch on this real quick because the playoffs are literally right around the corner for the NBA. Which this year has been wild. Uh, 
I usually try to pay more mind to basketball before playoffs. Like, as soon as football season over is over, when I'm usually able to dive into basketball. Haven't really done that this year. If it hasn't been the Lakers, uh, I haven't really watched. And when I have tried to, it's been a blowout from, you know, whatever game I'm tuning into. Yeah. So they can be from doing it. But the playoffs are right around the corner. Um, the playing game, I think those are actually going to start next Tuesday. Um, and seven, eight, nine, and ten in the West right now is the Los Angeles Lakers, the Golden State Warriors, yeah. Memphis Grizzlies, the San Antonio Spurs. Um, in all likelihood, if the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors are going to make the playoffs, yeah. like just thankfully they set it up in a way to where was it one and done uh, in both situations. But right. for Memphis or San Antonio to think that they're going to beat. The Lake, the Lakers for sure. <laughs> on a one game, uh, on a one game sample, uh, especially if everybody's healthy, which the Lakers are finally getting to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still see it being Lakers and Golden State uh, making it in the East. Who knows? Uh, right now it's Washington, Indiana, Boston, Charlotte. Boston just lost uh, Jalen Brown for the season. Painful to see that go, man. That's painful. Uh, LaMelo Ball is back for Charlotte, so you definitely want to see them in the playoffs. Yeah. But the way that Washington has been playing lately, with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill balling out the way that they numbers, have. Numbers starting to contribute to W's, man. Exactly. They could absolutely, you know, make the playoffs, too. So if I had to bet on that side, I would say Charlotte and Washington are able to lock up those two spots in the East. Yep. Um, but we'll definitely get into NBA basketball more next week uh, when we get on here, as well as the schedule release. Uh, we'll look hey, over wait. the same schedule and the primetime schedule for next year's football season. But we got to get out of here for today. Uh, appreciate y'all for listening to us, and we'll be back next week. You boys not in my league. No. If you listen close, I'm coaching. Take keys to the boy. Hella dope without pushing a Blanco. Still stabbing bitches like 94 in the Bronco. If it's about the money, I'm leaving them hoes pronto. If I don't do nothing, I'm about Lonzo. Every time I do it, do it the